0: Ah, welcome, 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 welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And as always, sitting right over there, if you're watching on YouTube, is my main man Reggie. What's going on, Reggie?
1: What it do, baby?
0: Uh, What's happening? Uh, not not much, not much. You have a good uh, holiday, good Christmas. I did, man. I had a good, uh,
1: good, good Christmas holiday, man. I'm I'm glad it's here and yeah. um uh, kind of glad it's gone but uh but it was good man it was good to to have family around um had some family visiting and nice. uh you know all that good stuff man it was cold it was cold it was cold as hell
0: yeah we had we had the cold uh, snap know, come through uh Dallas we're not we're not used to that i
1: don't i don't know who we pissed off but you know <laughs> single single digit Single digit cold weather, man, for your boy is never oh, a good thing. But no. but I will say we didn't have any precipitation with it. So it was just it was just cold as hell.
0: Yeah, so, we had some wind. Yeah. Uh yeah, you know, at the beginning there we had some wind also. The, so the wind chill factor on top of that was was mighty was mighty rough. But uh but yeah, I'm I'm you know, we're we're here in the outside of the Dallas area and we're we're not accustomed to that, you know. It, and we're not prepared for it. Hell uh, no. The whole the whole town is about to shut down pipes. Uh, you know, people worried about the pipes, especially after a couple of years ago when we had the power outages and everything else. But uh, there, I think we had some spotty outages, but most of it didn't last long. So most of the people in this area worked out well. I know some of the snow that's getting dumped to other parts of the country and ice and everything else. Some other people uh, have a lot more to complain about than than what we do with just a little bit of cold. But uh, yeah, yeah, it
1: was just cold here, but. like i said man it was good it was good uh you know i enjoy this time of year because of the time off i get so i'm always happy about that and i know it's selfishly um that's that's kind of one thing i like about it they all all the rest of it the whole traffic and the gift giving and all that kind of stuff it's cool you know i know everybody gets all into it you know i found out there was no
0: santa claus you know a few years ago so what hold on you got some bad information You got some oh. bad information because Santa stopped by my house. Let me just stop you right there. He definitely stopped <laughs> by my house. And uh, uh, we, we hung our stockings by the chimney with care. And uh, Santa showed up at my house. So.
1: Hey, I don't know. I don't know we, who's at your house, man. But, but it,
0: We know what list you're on.
1: But it wasn't Chris Kringle. <laughs> You don't know who stopped uh, by your
0: house. Kid. <laughs> I know, I know who it was. I know who it was. The it was jolly old Saint Nick. It was uh, not Chris. It was not Chris Kringle. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, that's name. That's, go- that's one of the it's names. It's but, it's but, his but that's his government. government name. That's his government name. Chris <laughs> Kringle, a, man. That's his uh, ID. Uh, yeah. But Santa Claus uh, came on down from the North Pole and vi- visited myself. But we didn't. Yeah. Uh, uh, but everything was good. A good. Good. Uh, for the family um you know with with the, my kids are are older um they're not elementary school age they're they're well beyond that so when they start getting a little bit older they're not around as much so you know a holiday like christmas or thanksgiving or, or some holidays like that where families all get together that that alone is a is a wonderful gift for me right on. and i hope everybody else. Um, that, that listening here got a chance to spend some time with their family friends loved ones um and and just like i said a little more extra time with the people that you care about uh is is always a, a good thing good thing and, and hopefully everybody
1: stayed uh warm and uh stayed safe as well so
0: yeah yeah
1: but on but, to uh, the uh, business at hand man yeah i mean um, the,
0: the, the the day prior to that um you know we had to uh, in, the, in a roundabout way i'm kind of glad we didn't play in hindsight i'm glad we didn't play on christmas like some teams did because it would have just brought christmas down uh pretty bad because you know washington as you as the our listeners know they they took it on the chin uh 37 to 20 versus the san francisco 49ers all right and for 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 a half a game like hold on we might not that we're going to win but Things may, you know, how we always say, you know, how Washington has let teams stick around long enough to be an impact at the end. It's like, is San Francisco, which we both think and thought was a better team than Washington, are they going to let us stick around for a while? And come fourth quarter, we might make some noise and and, and pull off an upset here. But then the second half started. And uh, come come come, second half. It was, it it, it did not look good. It was, it, you yeah. Know, the 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 floodgates kind of opened up. Uh, the big plays that that, you know, a couple the, the big plays just happened more often in the second half. And Washington didn't take a uh, didn't help themselves along the way either.
1: Well, if I recall, as we were watching the game, I knew something was up by halftime. And I think, if I recall, I think I told you that. But people, listen, you're not always one of those people. But people that sit with us, sit around us, you know, I'll I'll make these claims. I love this team. You know, I root for them, have been rooted for them for years. But I'm going to keep it real. And when I see something, I'm going to say it. And If I make a statement at halftime, it doesn't mean I want us to lose. I'm just giving my view and my assessment of the team right now. And the way it was looking by halftime, I was like – Mm-mm. and so people oh man we got a whole nother half and all that okay you're right we have another half but what have you seen thus far that makes you think that the second half is going to be any different have you seen our coaching staff what do we do come second half i mean it, it, there was just some telling signs right but you know i'm gonna root i'm gonna root to the end right? right but i'm gonna be honest about it i'm not gonna be blinded i'm not gonna be blinded for, for my affection for the team And if I think they're playing like crap or if I think they're doing some good things, I'm going to say it. And it was – we were giving up short fields against San Francisco. Defense was giving up some play. They were doing some things that we had not seen. And with a team like San Francisco, you can't give up chunk plays. You can't get missed assignments. You can't have missed tackles on the defensive side when all these, these previous weeks we thought we had shored that up. And we were doing some things that was very uncharacteristic in that game. Right, right. And then all of a sudden we were seeing things with, we talked about some keys to the game. One of those things was uh, 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 Bosa. All of a sudden the guys was making some plays. Like these are the things that can't happen. And yet they were happening. Then, right. then, then I think that kind of allowed our coaching staff to do some things that was uncharacteristic with, with some of the play calling by Ron and, and or, you know, that they allowed to happen. So, so yeah, I was concerned about it, man. I was concerned about some things. Was was I hoping inside that we would pull a big upset? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was hoping that we would. But I was seeing some things that was starting to stack up that was like, This is this is this is some things that we've seen before, man. Penalties, right? right? Yeah. Penalties that was killing some momentum
0: and some drives. I mean, but you know, whatever, man. I was yeah, kind of yeah. I, I I agree. Um, I, I I was hopeful. I was getting a little hopeful, but I didn't I wasn't jumping up and down going, man, you know, we're we're gonna shock the world here. It was nothing like that at halftime. Uh, but because I mean going into the game, we know from a defensive perspective, from their defense perspective, they had a very good defense. Uh, their defensive line with Bosa uh and 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 some of their linebackers that they have also was could potentially be a big problem for our offensive line and it turned out to be true right they, they they made big plays uh i wouldn't say like throughout the entire game but they, it was spotty plays here and there enough to keep us off our our um out of out of a rhythm out of any kind of sync whatsoever and then I, I i think we got out we definitely got out coached on both sides of the ball both sides of the ball i mean t- talent wise players have to do do what they need to do but we got out coached defensively and offensively during this game. And Ron Rivera, I don't want to hear this gunslinger. Okay. Gunslinger means you're making stupid choices. That's <laughs> what it is, right? It, it, it's stupid choices. Sometimes they work out for you and sometimes they don't. You know, for somebody to go for it on fourth down and you're, I mean, you immediately, immediately, they're in field goal territory. That's that's foolish and that's stupid. And head coaches literally get fired for that kind of thing. But Ron Rivera is a very respected person, as a, as a person. But it it, it was it was at, at that point there you knew it was over and done with. They get the ball. I think it was either the next play or two plays. They're scoring a touchdown. Um, two plays two plays yeah and then on on top of that
1: but that was goes know, back to the uncharacteristic things i was referring to that the coaching yeah. staff was doing uncharacteristic come on man we can't do this right uh, i mean if, I, if it had have
0: been at the 50-yard line I, I i can see it if things are if you're moving the ball and things are going along right i can see at the 50-yard line you know closer to midfield but again they're literally in field goal territory. You know, when, when um, points are
1: hard to come by by our it, team offensively.
0: Well, it, and especially at that point, it was a tight game. At, at that point, it was a tight yeah. game. And you're basically willing, you're willing to say, I'm willing to give up three points or take the chance of giving up three points here. Um, no, no. You you gotta you gotta make these teams earn it. Your defense at that point had been playing well and you're asking too much for your defense you 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 really are and as a defensive player i would have been pissed um but but, you know i I don't want to spend too much time on that game uh the other thing that i see coming out of that game is clearly what we're going to see in cleveland is the benching of heineke um and i don't know I don't know that Ron Rivera necessarily thought that Heineke was playing poorly, even though he was not playing well. Okay. Uh, But I think he wanted to try and get a spark of something, just like how uh, he he would potentially bring in Heineke. uh, If things aren't going and all of a sudden there's a spark, he was hoping for that for Wentz. It was a little bit of that, but at the same time, the game was, was pretty much over and done with it at that point. They, they had, um, the 49ers had, had had control of the game um but that that spelled the end for for Heineke potentially going into the last two games of the season and oh, it's a, oh, it's people, official. Some, it's official well, yeah right 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 that's what i'm saying well it's official for one game we'll see uh if if it is is the last game as well um number, whatever it number, is whatever it is it's a mess number right?
1: 4 has has potentially played his last game. His last game in Bergen and Go may have been in uh Levi Stadium. He may have played his last game for us. Um, Absolutely. And and I'm not rooting against Taylor. Um I've just not been the guy that wants to to carry the torch for his for his fan club. Because again, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it honest. I'm gonna give you my opinion. And my opinion is that he won the game. He would win games with him on the center But I don't know that we were always winning games because of him. Um, Agree 100%. But with that being the case, I like Taylor. And, man, I really do want Taylor on our team. But I think Taylor, and I'm going to use air quotes here, Taylor's success that he has had over the last two years here in Washington has earned himself a payday, and a payday that is going to make him probably too expensive of a backup for us. It's not that they don't want him back. It's not that I don't want him back. I think a lot of fans would rather have him on this team. But I think Taylor has put himself in a in a pace bracket that he may be too expensive to have a guy just as your backup. Now, backups, quality backups in this league is very important. When teams have their starter go down, I mean, hell, look at us. I mean, look at us the last two years. It's, it's right. been very important why. Uh, you look at a guy like Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy – been here, I think seven years as as somewhat in and out of the starting lineup. So you need that guy. You look at the Cowboys a few years ago when Dak went broke that ankle and they had, they went through a slew of guys coming here, the Mark Sanchez of the world. And if you don't have a quality backup, it makes a difference in your season. I just think they're going to be teams that are going to want to give Taylor an opportunity and they're going to want to pay him more. And for that reason, I hope Taylor get every penny that he that that he has earned because the guy has worked himself into it. Keep in mind, everybody knows the story, right? He was out of the league, XFL, on his sister's couch, all, all that kind of stuff. And then he found himself starting, starting on a team and has earned a good, 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 good amount of money and has earned himself a payday. Well, he's gonna get a huge raise. So kudos to Taylor for that. I just wish that he, I kind of wish that he would still be with us. And I don't think that he'll be back. Unless, unless they decide to move on from Carson Wentz. But if they don't move on from Carson Wentz, Taylor will not be back here. I think, I think Sam Howell will be the backup.
0: Um, so. And, and it, the, the part of that depends on how they view Sam Howell. I know a lot of fans are, for some reason, which, which is beyond me, um, like Sam Howell, think that, man, he, he's, he's going to be the future. He's there's been nothing that you've seen against any quality defense from Sam Howell that makes you think. I'm not saying he's not going to be, but come on, man, don't. I, I, I'm not ready to just put him as the backup quarterback. Um, I, I think to, to your point, I I am a Heineke fan. Oh, yeah. Okay, I am. I am. That does oh, not yeah. mean I want. But that the, the difference is exactly how you said it is. I'm a fan of Taylor Heineke. That doesn't mean I want him as my starting quarterback. Okay. To- two totally different things. Right. Um, I would like for him in, in a perfect world for him to be our backup quarterback. Right. Our quarterback goes down. He comes in for two games, maybe three games. The the starter, the quality starter that we have comes, you know, gets healthy uh, from a sprained ankle or whatever it is, a concussion. And he takes over and Heineke is a bus driver has an occasional special play running around doing something Heineke like, Um, but he turn the reins right back over. Heineke is a decent backup in this NFL. He is not a starter. Okay. But so, you, so you were okay man. with the benching? I was okay. And I said it at the time, I, I understood a hundred percent that Ron wanted to try and do something else. Uh, he he wasn't getting it done. The offense had been sputtering, and we we've talked before that the weapons around the quarterback are too good for us to only be scoring seventeen points, twenty points, thirteen points. You know, uh, sometimes it's been the defense. You know, the defense has scored, and we've only scored ten points. Our our weapons. Are too good we I, i've talked for years about having difference makers right on offense or defense we have difference makers we can't get the ball to the difference makers because our quarterback situation and i mean our quarterback offensive line o- offensive coordinator can't get it to the special players that terry is that dotson is that samuel is uh b rob you know gibson uh, and, and, and next year, I don't know if he's going to be back or not. But even McKissick, who's been out most of this year and some of last year, but I mean, these are these are players with when they get the ball in their hands, something good can happen. But you got to yes. get it to them. Yeah, there's in, no
1: in, the, in, in positions. There's no deficiency of talent on this team, and I think because there's no deficiency of talent, it has shined a brighter light on two issues, and one of those issues is. Is the QB, which we've known for a long time, is QB. But then you could ask yep. the question of, okay, well, if we get a QB, who's he going to throw to? All those kinds of things, which I get, but you can't say that now. We're bona fide s- s- stars in, in key spots, and then you have to question the play calling. There's another time and another place where we're gonna we're gonna light up and get on Scott Turner. That's coming. That's coming. Season's almost over, so we'll we'll be doing recapping and all that kind of stuff. But
0: and and, but and it, his brother Nate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah Nate. but uh it has been it's been um it's kind of shine some some brighter light on that there's some other yeah. there's some other reasons why this team has has not had some success but you mentioned that Taylor and uh the lack of production that the, the offense has, has had uh with Taylor in the center center and uh, I read an article most a recent article by uh, one of our guys John kine you know, Joe John, uh, JK, okay. love, love, love John Kime. Yeah. JK. He's, he's a friend of the show, but, um, <laughs> he, yeah. he wrote an article and I'll just pull out a couple of highlights as, as, as what he mentioned. And, uh, he says here that over the last eight games, our offense scored 23 or more points only twice. Okay. Okay. Out of eight, out of the last eight games. We didn't get any of that. In other words, we didn't score 23 or more in any of the last five games. So we're not getting the production. He went on to talk about Taylor's record over the last two seasons. Full season as a starter and, of course, the eight or nine games that he started this year. Taylor's 12, 12 11, and one. So basically, five hundred quarterback, five hundred, right? Okay. During that during that time, the offense is twenty ranked twenty first in total yards, so back half of the league, and twenty fifth in points scored. Again, back half of the league, right? And of the last two seasons, the Washington football team slash Washington Commanders are one and eleven. That's a terrible stat. One in eleven, when our opponent scores twenty four or more points. So if you get to twenty four points against our team, and in this case specifically, our Taylor Heineke led team, all right, it's pretty much
0: a loss. Yeah. So and that's so, you know, so, so, aren't shocking numbers, but go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: But 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 to that point, and, and I'm going to be clear. You know, I, I know how NFL goes. Yeah. Quarterbacks get all the the credit when they win. They get all the blame when they lose. I know, you know, any fan, realistic fan, knows that there's some other variable that goes into the win-loss records of quarterback. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's injuries, and there, there's been a lot of things that have taken place here. But the numbers are what they are. Right. Some quarter, some quarterbacks can elevate their teams, right? And, and it always comes to mind when you look at Peyton Manning or, or Andrew Luck, <laughs> when those guys are out here playing, and then all of a sudden they went down and all of a sudden it's like, those are the same players except for the quarterback right. change, right? right? It's like, right, right. W- what happened? They'll, they'll it, go it, on it, an
0: eight-game eight losing streak as soon as their quarterback it, goes down because there's that it, much of a
1: difference. It, it, exactly. exactly. They, so some quarterbacks can elevate their teams. And so I so I recognize that there are some other variables here, but the numbers are what they are. And with Taylor Heineken under center, the team has been very, very mediocre, And it's not very productive offense. And whether that is his limitations, whether that's the uh, Scott Turner being a conservative play caller. We know we've had injuries over the the past couple of seasons. I mean, I get that there are a lot of variables, but the numbers are what they are. And when you're trying to change some things, you're trying to get a spark. His article was about what led to the change. And, And there's probably some other reasons why they changed to Carson Wentz as well but they certainly was trying to get more production out of the offense because you have to score more than 20 points, or what right. you said, we're averaging 17 points a game. Right. Come on, man. Come come on. We've well, we got it, too it, many it, weapons to be scoring 17 I, I agree. points a game. And, and one more thing. I think it, it was mentioned during the game. the 49ers. Correct me on the number, but Pro Bowl wide receiver Terry McLaurin. Three consecutive thousand yard receiving seasons. I think this year he has four touchdowns. Yeah. We're <laughs> how many games are we into the season? And my man right. got four touchdowns. There's a problem with getting some production out of this offense, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't disagree. I think, you know, the last couple of weeks we were we, you know, we had been wondering whether we were a playoff team as we were winning. As we were, as we started winning a few games in a row uh, I was like oh we may, we might turn this around and, and everybody's playing well the defense started playing well offense started playing better not, not good but playing better um, they, they were putting some drives together and sometimes only coming up with three occasionally they get a drive and, and score nothing there'd be a turnover or something and sometimes they would score a touchdown uh, but there was you know that that wasn't there wasn't that finishing factor uh, in the red zone or, you know, when they, when they were doing these drives and which, which, which is always concerning, especially when you come to the playoffs and then the last couple of weeks with the, with the way that Washington played against, uh, the giants and San Francisco, it made me take a look at all the teams in the NFC that are at this moment in the playoffs or fighting for a spot, right? And these are the teams that we've played, right? We played against the Lions. We've played two against the Eagles. We've played against the Vikings. Played against San Francisco, Dallas, and the Giants twice, right? And so for – And the Packers. Packers. Right. They're back in the running now.
1: They're back in the running.
0: And – and, and, and the Packers are kind of out of it. I didn't. I didn't include the Packers. Let me just say that. But you, you, that is a good point. But the teams that I just mentioned, that are all in the in the in the hunt, you know, we're in the hunt too. But against the playoff teams, we're one eight and one. We are not beating the playoff teams, right? You would think that we'd be maybe close to five hundred if we were a legitimate playoff team. We would be about 500, maybe a game below, maybe a game above, um, when you're fighting. Right, if you're already locked in the playoffs, then yeah, you've had a successful record. But when you're fighting in, you get you got to beat them. And we're one eight and one against playoff content playoff teams or playoff contending teams right now. And the only one that I counted as a contending team uh, that we've played is the Lions, uh, which we lost to so again it just goes to show we are not a playoff team we can still I make said- it in we can still make it in right we, we control our own destiny but yeah. the the, the way death, we're playing, the way that we're playing offensively it, it, we're, we're not going to be successful in the playoffs we're just not no and
1: and and to with all of that um that was why I think I told you, I don't know if I said it on, on during the podcast, but I know I said it to you privately, that the, the second Giants game, where we lost to the Giants coming off our, our bye week, not only the fact that we lost, it was how we played, how we looked, and how we lost that game. It let all the air out of my sails because it was a realization yeah. to me that we're still not a playoff team. No matter right. what, no matter how many games we had won to make our record look good, no matter how the fact that we were the number six seed in the playoff rankings and all of the things, at the end of the day, we're still in the bottom of our division. And I didn't know the numbers at that time, but I was like, we've lost to all of those teams. Right, We, beat, we, we could have beat, um, we should have beaten Minnesota. We should have beat the Giants the first time. We lost right. to them the second time. The Detroit game was there. All these teams that you're naming, but yet we still lost to them, except Philly.
0: Well, and that's the difference between a playoff team and a not playoff team, right? It is is those tight games? You know, the the you'd rather be. You know, the playoff teams are the ones where you look back and go, "Man, they maybe they shouldn't be a playoff team because they they just barely beat that team and they just barely be. I mean, uh, the Vikings are a good example. the The week that they beat us, like a week before. They had some miracle comeback to win it. They had another miracle comeback. Uh, I mean, they, they keep on having them, and that's what playoff teams do. They've, they end up finding a way. Uh, I will have to. I want to make a correction. Uh, the intern that put these numbers together may have been wrong. I said it was one eight and one. I've rechecked the numbers. Uh, we're, we need to get a new intern. Uh, the numbers are actually one six and one. So uh, you know, intern. Well, Go ahead and apply uh send me your resume if you want to be if you want to intern the show because the, the current one is about to get fired
1: listen <laughs> the numbers didn't look any better can no no they weren't any
0: better but one in but eight somebody, one in somebody's, six somebody's going to do the math and, and and you know blow up our twitter that that we don't know what we're talking about just because of off a a simple uh fair enough fair enough fair enough <laughs> fair
1: enough but but at the end of the day you we, we want to put out accurate information here but at the end of the day we still won in six against those teams and that's not gonna get it done man the team the teams that you're losing are the teams you have to play when it counts in the playoff
0: ain't gonna yeah, matter those are all the teams we have to play in the playoffs and and, and yeah, what makes you yeah. if we're gonna beat those teams
1: so uh, it, it doesn't matter but but at any rate man um i told you i was gonna ride the whole taylor heineke train un- until it all decided to go south i was not rooting for the kid to fail by any means but like i said i wasn't sure what how we was getting it done right but it was happening you know you go back and you look at it um the teams that we were winning against you know it was teams like the colts the texans <laughs> we're taking <laughs> think, advantage of,
0: of bad teams yeah, yeah but
1: even then we were still averaging 20 points a game so right So it felt good because we haven't won in so long, Ken. And that's kind of the point I made a while back is I'll take it because, you know, it felt good to be winning, but it wasn't against the teams that you ultimately have to beat when it, when it counts. Um, But nonetheless, the decision has been made by Ron Rivera. Um, I think Ron has a, 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 a big decision over the next few weeks anyway. Uh, As we head into the offseason, because realistically here, regardless if we make the playoffs or not, there's a big decision in the quarterback position that will have to be made. If anybody that's listening, you can call me a hate if you want. We're not about to go on some run. okay? we're not the Pittsburgh Steelers. That was the sixth seed, got in the playoff and went on this amazing run to the Super Bowl. That's not us.
0: Well, they could had be. they had a they, they had a Hall of Fame quarterback at the time,
1: right? Uh, absolutely. Uh, that's,
0: that, that's always a, a difference maker. Absolutely. Uh, so you, you absolutely. A quality quarterback.
1: Absolutely. So not that I'm a hater. I'm not trying to hate on this team. I wish we could go on some kind of run like that. But realistically, that's not going to happen. Don't don't fool yourself. I'm not going to fool myself into thinking If it happens, I'll take it one game at a time and I will roll with it. But as I sit here today, that's not going to happen. And I'll bet you that's not going to happen, at least not this year. So with that said, Ron Rivera has a tough decision to make. at the quarterback position. I mean, hell, if this, if this team ends up selling his own career and position might, might, might be in jeopardy. But until then, the, the Martin mate, the Martins of the world, the two Martins that we got, um, and, and Ron Rivera got some huge decisions to make, man, uh, no one knows what's really going on with Sam Howell. I'm not saying that the kid kid is not good, but just because we haven't seen him. They may be trying to save him for something. Who knows? Maybe there's some stuff they see some promise and they just want to wait till next year. We'll see. But between Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke, quarterback in the draft, um, probably future free agent Derek Carr. <laughs> I, I don't man. know, man. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I know they have a major decision. To make at the most important position in football
0: coming up here in the next couple of months, that I do know, and, and and that's one that Washington desperately, desperately needs to get right. Right, we've we've, we've been trying one way or another, um, and, and and I don't think that anybody thinks that even if you're a fan of Heineke, even if you're a fan of Wentz, I don't think anybody thinks that either one of them is the solution they might be they might be the solution for next year they might they might be the starting quarterback but i don't think any anybody thinks that either one of them is the long-term quarterback and i think just about anybody would be open to a third alternative if it's better
1: right but i think think any sensible fan knows that there's some people out there who want these guys to be i i don't disagree i don't disagree Any sensible fan
0: right and and but but with that you know, you gotta you gotta have the opportunities. Uh, Washington, as it sits right now, will be a middle range um, draft pick. So you're not gonna get one of the top couple unless you make some big moves, give up a lot of draft picks to to make that move. Um, and and I don't I mean, it, it could happen. I don't see it happening. Um, again, you you've got free agents that that potentially could be out there. But just like last year, you got to say, you know, do they do they want to come to Washington, right? I mean, you meant you mentioned Derek Carr. Uh, there's some rumors that that he may or may not uh, be done in uh, Las Vegas. But even so, if, if he's cut and he's a free agent, does he want to come to Washington? You know, because and not only just just Washington, but he doesn't know next year. Who, who who the coach is going to be who's the offensive i mean what what quarterback right now wants to come play for scott turner the only only the quarterbacks that don't have a choice right right so Derek carr if if you if you have any inkling of the idea of coming to washington you need to walk in and say i'd like to play with washington but i'm not number number one you got to get me a better offensive coordinator Right. You, well, he, you, well. Unfortunately, he said, won't be look, in a
1: position to say that.
0: I, I, you don't know. It depends on how bad somebody wants him. Uh, you know, with, with, but, but, but not only, but, but besides that, you know, he doesn't know a year and a half from now because there's a strong chance that Washington will have changes made with new ownership. Right. Just, just like when you get, just like when you get a new director or new VP, they're coming in to make changes. They're not coming in to be status quo, and Washington is getting a new owner. So if you don't, if you think the owners is going to come in and do nothing, then then you're a fool, right? He's going to buy the team, and he's going to make the changes that he thinks is going to take place to be successful, business wise, money wise, winning wise. I don't care what what team you are out there. You know when you're winning, and the stands are. Full of burgundy and gold, you're making a whole lot more money. Absolutely. Right? You're sell, you're selling more gear, you're you're doing all these things, and I'm not paying seven billion dollars to do the exact same thing that's going on right now, which is failure across the board, mediocrity, mediocrity, mediocrity slash failure across and, the
1: board. And the thing is, you know, you as you were saying that, I may make me wonder. Agent's gonna know this, and they're gonna tell their players. And if Ron, if if Ron Rivera's future is up in the air because they may get a new GM, and that new GM may want to bring in his own head coach and own quarterback, then if I'm a, if I'm one of the top free agent quarterbacks, do I go to Washington? How does that affect free agents?
0: I, I think it's a 100% an honest, uh, fair conversation to have. But I, I think when you're a Journey. If you consider yourself or think that you're a journeyman type of player, the Heineke, the Wentz of today, I can go get another Heineke and Wentz anywhere,
1: right? No, no. I'm talking about the guys that would would potentially be be, be, be organization changing that could come to Washington, that whether they want to choose Washington with not knowing the stability of the front office. And that's what I mean.
0: Absolutely. But but if you're – but if you are of that caliber, and I'll just say a top 10 quarterback, um, teams aren't going to – most management, ownership, coaches aren't turning away from a top 10 quarterback if you're at that, if you're at that level. If you're a top – you know, if you're 15 and below, then – and I don't care what position. If you're 15th and below at any position on the team – It's up to the coaching staff and how they want to run their offense, how they want to run their defense, et cetera, et cetera.
1: And I'm going to go on the record real quick before we transition here to Cleveland. Um, I am not, was not, have not, will not be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Thank you. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Before we go into – well, I guess part of Cleveland uh, having the the conversation – and, and, and I'd like to carry on because it still kind of deals with the the ownership and changes and 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 failures within there. You know, th- this week coming up, they're going to announce our if you want to call it, I guess, a mascot. That's what they're calling uh, it, bro. Russian commanders. They're calling um, it, bro. mascots. And 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 I said, from the you know what I, I said this when they were talking about the commander's name. When they were when they were going to change the name, they hadn't announced commanders a year and a half earlier. And I said the exact same thing when they came out with a mascot. The 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 fans are getting used and abused. Okay. They they knew they they knew right off the bat what mascot they were going with but they want to interact with everybody. They want to create this voting. They what's your opinion? What's your idea? Come on everybody. Get on board with one or the other. Get a battle before between one and the other and and maybe yours are going to be the one that wins. Okay, I'm calling BS. They knew what it was going to be. I knew what it was going to be. Anybody with any kind of sense, whether you liked it or whether you didn't like it, anybody with any sense knew what it was going to be and if it wasn't, it was going to be a shocker, right They did the same thing with the name change and, and, and I take this back well nope I, I see Reggie has his hand up I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for questions in a little while and it all goes down and it, and it goes back I, I'm, I'm kind of it's going to be a pivot here I'm, I'm blaming a lot of the failures like this on Jason Wright. Jason Wright is, is the person from the business side. Uh, he doesn't deal with these coaching questions. And, and, and Jason Wright, there's two sides of Jason Wright. I love what Jason Wright says, right? I love his approach. I love his candor. I love the way he communicates with everybody. But what he says and what he does are two totally different things. He he talks a good game, talks an incredible game, right? <laughs> but 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 what he what he puts in place what he puts in place is garbage right i, I, mean, I, mean, uh, I mean i mean i mean let's go let, let, let's go down his track record right uh, hold on I'm, man why you hold on why you going no, out jason no no, no no i'm going i'm going because it just shows a pattern of this of this team and the leadership of it is you know the the 2021 Sean Taylor tribute was it a success or a failure it was a failure right it was, it was a blunder you know what? What was the name? Ch- how do you handle the name change? I'm going to ask all the fans. I'm going to okay, so line up. I will buy you a steak dinner if you went and you let the Washington uh, leadership know that you wanted the Commanders when there was 101 other choices. People were talking about the Washington Warriors, talking about the Red Wolves, talking about all these other things. Nobody said Commanders. Uh, what about when they came up with the logo? Oh man, that's a that's a, man that W. That's something special. When you see a W, man, that is, that is something special. Another blunder. Uh, What about the, what about when they, when they did the crest with all the dates to the super bowls uh, that that sits on the back of their Jersey? How how was that? How was that? Another blunder, Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not going to put this on Jason. All that's Jason Wright led. I'm not saying that he was doing it, but, but you know, the, the buck has to stop somewhere. And if it's not Jason, it's got to be Jason, right? Okay. Um, I, I know. I know some people want to say oh, it, it, it's uh, Snyder, but no, I, I'm putting it on on uh, Taylor. What about? I mean, uh, Jason, right? What about Sean Taylor? <laughs> the, the, the statue, right? What a, a blunder! A blunder. We all looked at it. Everybody laughed about it. Came back and said that the team was happy. And we saw there was a little bit more. Oh, but what, what? Hold on. What happened? A week or two later, they made changes to it. Because it was an because uh, it was an original blunder, and so they they updated the uniform that closely matched the right uniform that Sean Taylor did, and then the latest and greatest is this wonderful mascot, <laughs> with a choice between between a jolly canine, a jolly happy canine, you know that looks like he's off a Barney show, or is it a happy Porky the Pig mascot? <laughs> <laughs> either one is a failure yeah, but the sorry. fact that you think or that, that you, he toyed with you for you to even think that it might be a dog again you, i i got some i got some beachfront property in arizona <laughs> just waiting for you i got a I got a ponzi scheme but I, i'll call it something else you know I, i'll call it a investment opportunity for you and go from there and, and i'm gonna step off my bandwagon and yeah. You got you got a lot to, to process and nah, and nah.
1: so let me let me just get this straight. You you're not a fan of Jason Wright. That's what I take out of all that.
0: <laughs> look I, here, like, look. I like what he says, but he but he is his actions this, have been horrible. Horrible. Let me say
1: this. Let me say this. I want you to take a breath for a second. <sighs> take a breath. Listen. No doubt. Go ahead. No doubt. That all these things fall at the feet of Jason Wright. Because he is in charge of the business side. Nobody, nobody can make that argument, including yours truly. Because you know that I've always said that maybe there's some other things why these things happen. But at the end of the day, they're all falling Jason Wright. The only thing I'm going to say. If you're in marketing. One of the things you do is you get to get excitement about rebrand a name, a logo, whatever it is to generate excitement. He did exactly what he's supposed to do. Regardless if it was never going to be a fan vote or not, you got to give the man credit. He generated the excitement around the name, a logo, I mean, hell, they even created a a website for it. The mascot, all of these things. If you're in marketing, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He got fan excitement and involvement. Even if he knew from day one it was going to be commanders. Even if he knew it was going to be a W logo. Even if he knew the stupid mascot was going to be a pig. But as a marketing guy, he did exactly what he's supposed to do. In terms of all of the things, the Sean Taylor thing, the the crest, the dates on the crest, and whatever things you want to say, listen, man, that's his department. When you put out former players and you got their names misspelled, hey, there's gotta be checks and balances, and that all falls on you, Jason, because hey, you're I the missed head that man. One. I, I missed you're that one the,
0: with London Fletcher, but yes.
1: Yeah, London Fletcher. He did the the guy here recently. I forgot the old lineman, I think it was. But but well, bottom line is all those things fall at your feet because you're the head man on the, on the business side. But in terms of the marketing and the, and the excitement that he did around the rebrand, even if it was already predetermined, man, he did, you got to give the man credit. Can he, he, he generated excitement around it. He generated the noise, the buzz, the anticipation around, it. And, and you got to give, that's what he's supposed to do, man. That's what marketing is. That's, what, that's marketing I, I, one-on-one brother.
0: I, I don't, I don't think anybody's excited about the pig or the dog. Uh, we, we want win on on the field and, and I will say like I said it, if you want to do a connection to the old uh the the, the hogs and the hoggets um I I I understand a little bit of that but like I said for those that haven't seen it you'll see it this week it it is a it is a jolly porky pig looking character I mean at least be mean at least be like a a, a hog or pig that's going into it, it, battle and, and it, it, grit and a, and a, and a for the kids man. or something, it's for the
1: man. kids, man. You don't scare the kids. kids. Man,
0: come on, man. <laughs> hey. yeah,
1: listen, you don't want to scare the kids, man. The mascot is for the kids. Don't scare the kids. Can you?
0: It's, it's, you it's you, pitiful. It's
1: listen, pitiful. Let me go on the record in case anybody's wondering. Wonder. I, think the whole, I think the first of all, I think the mascot is stupid. Period. Agreed.
0: Either one is stupid, yes. And then
1: second of all, yeah, we don't need a mascot. I didn't need a dog, I didn't need a a pig, I didn't need anything in military, I didn't need a mascot, the mascot is stupid. But, the fact that they chose to have a mascot, then they chose a pig. Not a fan of the pig, you know? The whole hog thing, the the, the old line from back in the day, it's cool, whatever. But today, 2022, I don't need anything with a hog. Right, right. I don't need anything with a hog, whether it's a mascot character or anything. So I don't need a hog, but I, I do not need a hog. So if I think you, the whole thing. If, you, look, if, you,
0: if, you're going to, if you're going, to do it, do a good one. That's my that's my point.
1: But, right? If you're but, going to
0: be, the, if you're going to be the commanders, that as a very neutral name, but come up with a cool logo. Come up. I don't know what that is, right? But the the the. Five or seven of us that sit at the bar every week on uh, on a napkin and some pens and pencils could come up with a better logo for the Commanders than a W. It's it, it's it's man, it's we're bad. Getting up, we, we're getting on top We're getting on top However, we
1: are. We however, are. However, however, but that will be at think-
0: hey for everybody that can't wait for the mascot. Just, just wait, guys, because you'll see it this coming Sunday to start off your 2023 season right with our game against the Cleveland Browns.
1: Yes, yes, and you get to, and you get to see see Tutty.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the rumor of of what his name is supposed to be. <laughs> you get to see Tutty, man. Yeah, again, it's a, it's a it's a Barney. <laughs> These are characters off of Barney talking like Barney with Barney names. I guess it's uh, for the kids, man.
1: I don't know, man. The, the mascot is for the kids, but I think it's stupid. But whatever. Yeah,
0: watch, watch how many people pose with it. Watch how many adults pose with with this character. With Tutty, with whatever, <laughs> whatever he is, or whatever it is. <laughs> come on, listen, man. Listen,
1: Let Let's move on, man. We go. We got the more. Browns coming to town, man. The Browns are coming to town. I think they come to town to see Tutty, actually. They heard, they, the, they heard about the. Uh, they heard about the new the unveiling of a mascot, so they want to come to see Tutty on Sunday.
0: <laughs> they're gonna be there early, <laughs> to get their pictures taken with them.
1: FedEx Field, man, the Cleveland Browns, led by yeah. one Deshaun Watson, a player that many fans wanted to have on our team.
0: Oh, that, okay. Like,
1: hold on, is that for the Browns or is that for uh, 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 a,
0: a, lot, a lot a lot of fans? Uh, you know, for, for Sean, for Sean Watson, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Talent wise, I want him on my team. Absolutely. Oh. Talent wise, I want him on my team. Um, well, well, he's coming
1: to town. He's coming to town to. Um, yeah. He's coming to town to play, man, to play against us. Um, he's been back now four games. Yep. Sean Watson is the the Cleveland Browns led by Deshaun Watson is 2 and 2 in their most recent games. Um they beat Houston, lost to Cincinnati, I think they beat Baltimore, and they lost to the Saints. I think is how their record went. So it's kind of All been right. a win, loss, win, loss thing. But these 2 and 2 in the last games, um ironically, you know, I think most people figured that Deshaun Watson would look a little rusty having not played in about 2 years. All right? Um but over the last few games, man, he's not looked great. Now, we all right. we all know, Washington fans know that we have a history of making players look like their Hall of Fame talent when they play us. So we'll see. But uh, I'm looking here, respectively, he played uh, with Sean Watson. Sean Watson threw for 131 yards in his return to the NFL um, against Houston. The following week against uh, the Bengals, he threw for 276. Then against the Ravens, he only threw for 161. And last week against New Orleans, he threw for 135. Those are Taylor Heineke type numbers, folks. So they've not been great. And right. uh, I figured that we would see those numbers climb um, as he continued to get back and work his way back into the to the, uh, to the football. And here he comes in week five, the fifth game of the season for him against a Washington commander-led defense. Um, I do not know if Cam Crow will be returning to the lineup this week. Uh, we know Saint Juice will be back because he played last week against San Francisco. Right. But um, they are, I guess, if I'm looking here against the rush. Offensively, they are fifth in the league rushing the football, and that is because of the league's third leading rusher nick chubb runs the football for those guys so they have a running game and again the strength of our defense is the run game uh, but we cannot must not disregard the talent of one deshaun watson uh because that kid can still play he's still loaded with talent and he's still clearly working his way back into into the game of football but I don't think that we can forget about Deshaun Watson, even though we're trying to shut down the league's third-leading rusher, Nick Chubb. He's the th- third-leading rusher behind uh, Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders and Derrick Hen- Henry for the Titans. So the guy can play. Right. Nick Chubb can ball. Absolutely. So we will have to we would have to be prepared and be ready to stop stop their run game, which is fifth in the league. Go ahead, Ken.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, the – and you mentioned about uh, Deshaun Watson coming back. Uh, they're having they're having some struggles though. Uh, you mentioned the last two. I'm sorry, the last four games. that They're two and two, but their last three games, they've scored ten points, thirteen points, and ten points. So when they had thirteen points, they they won thirteen. I think it was thirteen to three. Um, but their their offense is the last three weeks is is worse, worse than Washington's, which is, you know, saying something. Um, and it, it, it'll be an interesting game to see if I kind of look at it as, as Cleveland is one of these down teams and don't let them get started. Because if you start, if you let them get going with Watson who we've seen in, in past years is, is a dynamic quarterback. He's a, you know, when he was at Houston, his last year at Houston, he was a top five quarterback without a doubt. Um, and we needed him to play like he has the last three or four weeks, and not play like Houston, or uh, not play like he was in, in Houston. Um, you know, to your, to your point, they are, you know, they they're not a multi-dimensional team. If you can control him, you know, it, it's making sure that he doesn't get hot. And then control the run, and you should keep them at, at you know under under twenty points. Now, Washington needs to score twenty points, which is which can be a challenge without a doubt. um their their defense is uh, is is giving up about twenty three points a game. So you know that that's that's against everybody, the good teams and bad teams uh again they had the game with with three points that that you know adds that or 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 helps the average on that uh, 23 point so there there's there's some uh points to be scored against them they're not they're not a they're not a great defense they're not a a a, a bad defense either and you just need, you're just going to need to make the plays um scott well, scott turner is going to have to Hand the play calling over to somebody else. I guess uh, maybe oh, maybe, he'll well. get, maybe he'll get the flu or maybe he'll get uh you know just a, a bug or, or something for 24 hours. I don't, don't want anything bad to happen to him, but uh if he missed the game and we had to have somebody else as a as a backup play caller, I'd be okay with that.
1: Yeah, well, be, be careful what you ask for, right? um uh, But but I will say this, right? Cleveland is 25th against the rush and eighth defensively against the pass, and yeah. <clears throat> I've given up on thinking that we will attack our opponent's weakness. We, you know, we there were several teams that we played the past few weeks here that were terrible or not very good in a certain category, and we didn't do anything to attack it. So the fact that they're twenty fifth against the rush, I do not expect Scott Turner to try to do anything to to take advantage of that. Scott Turner is going to call the game the way he wants to call it, and right. the chips will fall where they may. Um The fact that they are eighth against the pass and Carson Wentz would be starting back on the center. We know that Scott Turner came out of the gates with a pass happy offense. So it would not surprise me if Scott decides to call a game plan that, oh, since they're the 25th ranked defense, they expect us to try to run against them. But oh, no. Hold the phone. I'm not going to run because they expect me to run. I'm going to pass instead. And All Scott right. Turner comes out here and calls 50 pass plays by Carson Wentz, who is an immobile quarterback. When they have, they meaning Cleveland, have the eighth ranked pass defense. And oh, by the way, they have the fourth leading sacker in the league, Miles Garrett, who's got 13 and a half sacks. Right. 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 That's what Scott Turner will do. Scott Turner will decide to outsmart himself and call a game plan that plays into the hands of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, so yeah. I've given up on trying to think we, would, we will attack their weakness. But nonetheless, they are vulnerable defensively. But we have to block them, just like we said against San Francisco. They need to block right. Bolster. These guys are going to have to take care of Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, as I said earlier, is the fourth uh, – he's a fourth sack leader, ranked sack leader in the league this year. Right, well, right. guess what? You don't put Logan Thomas on him. You don't put John Bates on him on a one-on-one.
0: Not one-on-one, correct.
1: Right? If you're gonna have these guys block Miles Garrett, they need to be, they need to be helping with with the tackle. So again, Matt Max Protect, go with the big, the big package, run the ball. They're 25th ranked, do some things, and continue with the call the style of game that you that you call with Taylor Heineke, which was It was a predominantly run offense, and you have the ability to throw the ball out of that. That's what you need to do, Scott, and that's what I think most people are hoping. We can't see the Carson Wentz that we saw the first six weeks of the season. The guy was learning the offense. I get it. The offensive line was porous, absolutely, and you still try to have him stand back there and throw 40 times a game. You can't can't do that. The defense is playing better. The offensive line – Got better. Um, we've seen some changes, but come on, man you don't have you don't have the same style of quarterback back there. But at the same time, don't change what has been working, Scott. Have yeah, a predominantly yeah. run run game, and you have to play the passing game that can benefit from a good run game. That's what you need to do in this game.
0: Yeah, and and uh, we, we've got uh, Raúl made a comment uh, on the. Live YouTube show here saying, uh "Wentz throws for 500, while Watson barely throws for 100." I, I think the, the 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 second part might be true. You know, Watson might throw for under 200 yards, but I have no idea why any quarterback on this team you would think would throw for 500 yards. Uh I hope he does. I I, I hope he does. Uh I'm not a I'm not a Carson Wentz fan uh, about bringing him in. But when he's dressed in and gold, I'm rooting for him to to throw for 500 yards, uh, you know, f- four touchdowns, zero interceptions, and uh, 500 yards. Hey man, I'll I'll take it, and we'll walk away with the win, and everybody will look and say, "Hey, Heineke Heineke was the reason holding us back. Wentz, Wentz will take us now. Let him do it against uh, Dallas again." The last game of the year, and you might convince me that hey, maybe that, maybe that is the the spark that we talked about with the Steelers, uh, way back in the day when they were the six seeded team. Maybe maybe we can have some of that going into the playoffs, but my motto all year long since since January first of 2022 is hashtag Prove it, and until I see it, I'm not going to believe it until until somebody's doing it. Um, yeah.
1: And, and and I'll say this, too. You know, I I don't have a problem with the final yardage count, uh, for example, if, of uh, Carson Wentz throwing 500 yards. But I don't want him to throw uh, drop back for 50 passes in order to get there. If he dropped back, you know, 20, 30 times and our guys are driving up and down the field and he's able to throw a. 15, 20-yard pass and they take it to the house and all of a sudden that's an 80-yard touchdown. Hey, I got no problem with that because at the end of the day, right. it's all yardage for him. But it, but in order to, to think that Carson Wentz or want Carson Wentz to throw for that kind of yardage in order to to get us to win this game, I'm not for that recipe. I think it's a bad recipe to ask Taylor he- uh, Heineke, but Taylor Heineke or Carson to right. drop back behind that offensive line and and try to light up the school boards i want to get the well, w i want to get yeah. the w but i don't want it to come at the expense of asking carson or asking this line to do something they're not good at and pass protection is not something that they've shown that they're good at so please please scott do not ask carson wentz or our offensive line to try to block the eighth rank pass defense and throw ourselves into a 30 point game i i don't want
0: well, to, do to yeah to to your point there you know the to, to come out with a win and, and to be successful, um, I mean, you can come out with a win at, at 13-10, right? And, and you can say you you won the game and, and so on and so forth, and that and that's fine for winning. But as far as being productive and what you want to carry on as we're a playoff team and, or playoff contending team, right, right now we are slotted to be in the playoffs, but I, I want to win the playoffs. I want to compete in the right. playoffs. I don't want to just get there. And to do that, with Wentz and with Heineke both, you got to establish that that running game. And where I think Wentz can we, – we might see a little bit higher passing numbers compared to, to Heineke is the fact that he, he likes to go long. He likes to, to air it out and go for that big play. So if we're able to hit a couple of those, uh, we we may not score any more points, but we may have more big plays. And instead of, you know, Heineke is in the 175 to 250 yardage typically each week. Um, Wentz may be in the, you know, 250 to 350 range, but we still score the same amount of points. Right. Um, But, hey, again, I, I think anybody would think that with the defense that we have, if we can score 24 or more points, preferably even more, our defense will our defense will, will keep us in the game, right? But we need to have our drives. We need to score. We need we not don't put them in a bad situation, including our coaching staff. Um, and you know, if we can do that week in and week out, we haven't been able to do it this year, not consistently. And if we can get to that point, if Wentz is the is the changing factor on that that can get us there, then hey, you know what? Things the last two weeks and into the playoffs could be, could be better than what we uh, talked about the first 45 minutes of this uh, podcast. And, you know, things could be better. Uh, if, if those things, if Wentz can do those things, if we can run the ball, again, it's a lot of ifs. And that's why all year long I've been saying hashtag prove it. Just got to prove it, man.
1: Well, <clears throat> listen. At the end of the day, let's not change what we're doing. Right? Just because the quarterback. I I kind of
0: disagree. Because what we've been hold on, doing. Hold on. Well, hang on. You, you, you have your chance
1: to say that. But just because just because the guy on the center changes, let's not a change, let's not change our approach here. We still need to establish the run. But let's be less pre- less predictable. You can still run the ball. You can still get some get some different things in there. But let's try to run the ball and allow the passing game. Where Carson needs to be different is Carson needs to understand when he drops back, get the ball out your hand, Carson. We saw you do it when you came in against San Francisco. You don't need to try to go for the home run each time, Carson. All right, all right. Drop back, get the ball in the hands of Dotson, Terry, and Curtis Sam and let them do what they need to do. As Raul said, if you get 500 yards, man, give the ball to Dotson let him take it to the house. But get the ball in his hand. He doesn't need to be 50 yards downfield to get the ball in his hand. Get it to him when he's 10 yards down the field and let him run for another 40 yards.
0: Scott called so, his plays. But, Scott's got both plays, too. He's got to
1: call the play. But I
0: guarantee you in most
1: in most past plays, Ken, there's underneath and over the top. Carson tends to want to take the over the top. But I need you to take the underneath, yep. Carson. Taylor would do the underneath and miss some of the over the top. Right. Because he was he his arm strength or whatever he took the underneath to keep the chains moving. Well, Carson will end up taking a sack because he's trying to get the get the over the top behind the defense right. play. Take the underneath if that's what the defense is giving you. Move the chains. So I hope one thing Carson learned during his time of sitting out is that there's yardage to be had underneath Carson to keep the chains moving to keep the ball moving, as they say, trickling down
0: the field yards after the catch yes come we'll, on Carson we'll that's, that's what right, we need
1: you to do right. because if you're standing back there waiting for the develop downfield man you're gonna get a sack brother and that's what people were pissed off about you held on to the ball so I hope Carson sat and watched Taylor operating that's offense because last year and you know he was an in indie but this year he's in our building he's sitting in the quarterback room he's watching uh, the quarterbacks, Coach Zampezi, and those guys talked to Taylor, watching the game plan, and I hope he saw that what Taylor was doing to, to be successful during that right. win streak. I hope he was able to see, man, you know what? I probably would have took this, but I see Taylor took the underneath, and, man, that kept the change moving. Because otherwise, right. I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a sack fest all over again. And the minute people start seeing that, you're myself included, when you're standing there trying to go deep, man, that's what's going to get you put right back on the bench, brother. I'm telling you, because Ron is not going to want to be taking these sacks. That, As you heard him say, Taylor and B-Rob allowed us to stay ahead of the chains. You taking sacks, that's not putting us ahead of the chains, big dog. So right. you got to be able to get the ball out of your hands. And we saw you do it in a limited action against San Francisco last week. So that's what we need from you, man.
0: Yeah, I'm I- – I'm rooting for him. Um, you know, I, I would like to finish the season strong. Uh, and, and again, I, I would like to go into the playoffs feeling like whoever, whoever we're matched up against, we can compete against, right? M- might not walk away with the win. Um, but I want to go in there feeling, you know, when we do our, our pregame of our first, um, Playoff game, you know I don't I don't want like last week I don't want my number to be a two, you know I want it, I want it to be a five at least, you know I want to feel like man you know we, we got things click in the last couple weeks, you know uh you know Wentz was a spark, think things are going well defense squared things back up after the San Francisco game, man we're we're going to surprise a couple people I don't know we're going to the Super Bowl but we're going to surprise a couple teams here I want to have that feeling. And it's in Wentz's hands. It's in Wentz's hands, along with the you know everybody else uh, there on the all the offensive line and uh, and Turner. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, we'll see. Come Sunday. Come New, Sunday, we will. But but just like, but just, like just like Tutty, Tutty will be there too, man. Hey, Cle- Cle- <laughs> Cle- Cle- Cleveland fans are are excited about it. They'll, they'll be they'll be tweeting out all their other pitchers and all their other <laughs> wonderful comments. So oh, hey, uh crazy. I think it's that time, brother. I think it is it's that,
1: that time. time. It is that time. Let's do it.
0: Uh what's your name? What's your number? Uh yeah, we're coming off of a, a two-game losing streak and, and and both games look bad. So I'm interested in in, in what my main man Reggie over there, what what's his number going to be against Cleveland? Now Cleveland isn't the, the caliber of, of those two teams that we played, but they're not a they're they're not a uh, uh you know a, a, a top or juggernaut three draft uh, pick. No, they're not a they're not a, well they're not uh a, a Houston Texans right okay. now. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. Well um, can um I'm going to start out by saying, uh, uh, and if Raul and the rest of the guys are there listening, the folks, I should say, listening in. So this is our confidence number. This is our confidence number of how we feel confident that the team will come out with the W, right? We're going to root. When it comes to rooting and wanting the W, it's always going to be a 10. But this is our confidence number in whether or not we think they will be able to get the W. So with that being case, Ken, right off the bat, I'm not confident – that the O-line protection is going to be there. Wentz is not a mobile quarterback, and I think one of the things that allowed Taylor to be successful during his time was his mobility. Carson is not a mobile quarterback. I think we still have some issues uh, with the offensive line, and so the protection is a concern for me. Again, I mentioned Cleveland has the number eight pass defense, right? Um uh, Not confidence in the play calling the Scott Turner. I think Scott, every quarterback, every coach coordinator should adjust their game based on who's on the center, but we still should have a core uh, foundation for which we call plays. And I think Scott does not do that. I'm not even sure Scott knows what his offensive scheme and, and his, his uh, if he understands what his, his uh, what's the word I'm looking for here. I'm drawing a blank. Um, Whatever, what what his what his mo is and his identity is as an offensive play caller. So I'm concerned that he's going to change the way he he calls a game with Carson on the center, which is what he should not do. But I think he will do it. Um, let me see here. I have my note here. I'm drawing a blank here. I think Turner is going to run less. And I think he's going to want Winston to drop back more because I do think most offensive coordinators, everybody loves the pass, right? The big plays. Sure. And and we know that they are enamored with Carson's big arm. And I think Scott Turner is is not going to stick to what has brought him thus far. And I think he's going to switch that up, which means I think he's going to abandon the run, Ken. I think he's going to abandon the run too soon. All of that combined is a recipe for disaster. So, therefore, my confidence number going into this game against Cleveland is a four. A four. Wow. I wow. am My confidence that we will win this game is a four. And I will recap that again. I think at the end of the day, we, as a team, Scott Turner is going to get out of character. He's going to change up what they have been doing with Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson because I know Brian, uh, Gibson, first of all, has a sprain. Ron is being very coy with it. They said it's a knee and an ankle, so he may not even play. So now you're down to B-Rob. And I think despite Carson learning the offense more over the past few weeks, I still think they're going to want to ask him to throw the ball, and they're going to ask him to throw the ball a lot more than he should. And I think that is a recipe for disaster because he will – take the sack or he's going to do some goofy funky play where it's going to result in a turnover and we know as you've pointed out many times he's got fumbleitis when it comes to pressure from the defensive line and i just i don't feel real good about it so my numbers are four
0: well uh you've kind of covered a couple of the points that i have here on on the game um the fact that that with Wentz, uh, w- one of the things that I have here is uh fumble. Uh, Wentz is a is a fumbler when he when he's hit, uh, when he when he's sacked. He, uh, I know, I know um, Heineke has fumbled a couple times, being hit, and Wentz for years has had that uh, moniker above his name of, hey, just just hit him enough, hit him enough, he's going to fumble and, and turn the ball over. People have been getting to the to our quarterback the last few weeks, while we've been it, it's just been so inconsistent, right? Well, we'll get a drive going, and we're like, oh, okay, they 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 figured it out. We're moving the ball halfway down the field, and all of a sudden it'll be like back-to-back sacks, or you know, a, a sack and another pressure where somebody's got to throw it away. Like, you you were you were taking care of it all the way down the field, picking up a blitz even. And then all of a sudden you just you, they just fall apart. Um, so Wentz is gonna to need to protect the ball. My my I have less concern about him throwing interceptions. I'm not saying he can't, but I want him to make sure that he holds the ball when he gets hit. Uh throw the ball away, right? That's that's one thing that, that Wentz didn't do the first four weeks when he had the opportunity. I'm like, just throw the ball away. There's another play, there's another play to be made. Um and then to, to your point about Scott Turner making too many adjustments for Wentz I don't necessarily have that exact same concern my concern I when I talked about it with the San Francisco game is Scott Turner never out coaches anybody right <laughs> he, he he doesn't right he he ne- he, he he either gets out coached or the defense takes players out you know, they, they, let's just say they take Terry out of the the pitcher by by shadowing a safety over him, or, or or double coverage the entire game, and Scott Turner and team can't make the adjustment. Scott Turner never out coaches; he's either on even par or gets beat coaching. Okay. Um, so that so that is another concern. One of the things that you didn't mention is you know Cleveland's offense is struggling uh i've got confidence that washington's defense i I said I, I apologize cleveland's offense is struggling i think i said defense and our defense while we did slip a little bit against san francisco i think we have a better defense and we will keep them under 20 points probably under 17 17 and under so i so i think we stand a chance i think Wentz ends up getting a Potentially a couple big, big hits. Even though it might be an ugly game, we may end up getting uh, a couple big plays where we haven't been getting uh, big plays, and Washington will end up winning this game. But from a confidence level, I'm not a whole lot higher than you. Uh, I'm at about a 5.5, just a little bit over 500. um, From from a confidence level, I think we're going to pull out the game. I don't think this is going to be this is going to be an ugly game. I think even if we win. We're just going to be shaking our heads and going. We don't don't need to make
1: the playoffs?
0: Uh, Well, like, you know, these are going to be one of those games where you just don't want to – you don't want to watch it. You you definitely don't want There there are no highlights. (laughs) There's more low (laughs) lights and frustration on both sides. Um, And that's just how I see this game coming out.
1: Well, if that's the way you're describing the game, I'm going to walk away saying this is why we don't need to make the playoffs. All we're doing (laughs) is just screwing up our draft spot, man.
0: I'm not I'm not at that level, but uh well, I, but
1: I'm just saying if, if if that's the kind of game that we have to barely beat and have an ugly game against a, a not so good Cleveland Brown team, then that's what I'm gonna walk away. It's gonna help our draft, it's gonna help our position for the playoff because we're in the driver's seat. So it'll right. help us as our as our drive to the playoff. And what'll end up happening is now we only have the game against Dallas, and I'm gonna walk away thinking we're gonna get in the playoff but we're, we're going to get our butts handed to us because we're not a good team. And all that does is when you make the playoff, you immediately start picking in the back half of the draft. Well, and it, we, and
0: and, yeah. And it's one of those things where it's not, you know, I, I talked earlier before, before I gave my number, I talked about things that could happen, right. That that Wentz could be a, a little bit of a spark. He goes downfield, and maybe by him throwing the, the, the longer bombs, especially if he has some success with it, it'll keep the safeties back, and maybe that'll help our running game. It'll help open up things. These are potential things that you have that that are possible. But the coaches have to scheme these things up. I mean, you have to the, the coach needs to scheme it. The players need to execute it. Right. And, and,
1: and and here we are, week sixteen. We still talking about hash, our coaches and hashtag,
0: and hashtag prove it. Right, right. We're All still right, I, hoping I,
1: the coaches do this. We're still hoping that this happens and hoping that that happens. I mean, hell, Ken, there's only two more games left in the season. In fact, and keep right. in mind, if it wasn't for the extra game that, that, that we now play, this would be the last game of the season. Right. You go back two years ago, this is the last game of the season. And yet here we're still talking about if we can do X, Y, and Z.
0: Come on, man. Well, yeah. we Come, team, come on. Point, we've, we've, waited, we've waited 15 weeks. For offense to get it right, and oh, we, yeah. I mean, we we are exactly who we think we are, right?
1: Exactly, uh, uh, middle, of row, middle of the road, middle of the road, average team. And Definitely offensively, I, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, whatever. I, I, I'm, I, you know, you know, you've known me long enough, and I'm never that guy that wants to back into a playoff, right? Right, I'd rather I'd rather stay home than maybe one and done in the playoffs. I'm not here for guys to get experience. I mean, hell, it's the same game. It's the same game in week 18 as it is the wild card weekend. Ain't nothing different. Right. It's the same damn game. And in some cases you're playing somebody you didn't already play. So I'm not here for somebody to get experience. I'm not here for Ron Rivera to pad his stat to say that he's, he's led a team to the, to the playoff two of the last three years. Cause when you look behind that, we were seven and nine in a terrible division. And then this yep. year, we kind of backed our way into it. But what you want to tell me, what you want to tell me is he took his team to the playoff two out of three years and did what? That's my next question. And did what with it? Right. Nothing. So I don't want to hear this backing into the playoff stuff. Man, I'm tired of being mediocre. So if we're good enough to be in the playoff, then let's go in there and kick some butt. But if we're not, then then then, then I don't care. What does it do? One, one more game, a couple players get some bonuses. I, it, it, I, it, I, I don't care I'm,
0: I'm, I'm interested in this game to see i mean i mean from from a talent wise across the board washington is, it has better talent right but something we've said for weeks right but I've, i i'm i don't know you know how how they're going to react uh we've talked all year about the character of this team how does a, a an excellent character team so I'm interested to see if the character of the team keeps everybody focused after back-to-back losses um very disappointing losses right and how how they're going to react against Houston at home I don't know what the crowd is going to be I mean to your point the the wind is out of the sails a little bit for a lot of Washington fans even though we're we're, we're technically in the playoffs at this moment it, it's not like it was two or three weeks ago from a fan perspective. So I'm interested to see what the fans are going to be like. Um, uh, the fans at the game is going to be like, uh, since it is a home game. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully Washington can, uh, can, can surprise us when will be that, that, that spark. And people will be able to tell me, I told you so.
1: Listen, man, you go back, you go back four weeks ago, Ken, we were riding high. Yep. Everything had lined up for us. We had two games against the Giants which we knew we were better than. We had a bye week, we had 49ers, Cleveland, and here we are it was like, man, this is all set up for us. We're going to the playoff for once once what? For one time we don't have to worry about backing our way in and needing help from nobody. And here we are backing our way into the playoff and potentially needing help for some other team. But everything was lining up for us. We had all these home games left, our our opponents that we were playing against. So what did we lose against the 49ers, man? We're going to go ahead and do this to the Giants because the Giants have fallen off. Cleveland ain't no good no more. And Dallas is going to be resting their players. Ain't none of that crap happened. We're back to doing exactly what we do every year needing help and hoping that we can get our way into the playoff, barely get into the playoff so we can play one game and lose. I'm tired of it.
0: Well, we'll, we'll see how it goes this Sunday. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll both be pleasantly surprised. Uh, we haven't seen a whole lot of that this year there has been a a glimpse here or there. We'd, we'd love to see it and, and find, find a wave, a positive wave to ride the rest of the year out and take into the playoffs, um, but got to got to got to see it to believe it, right? Yeah, I guess, man. But but, but yeah. I'm still gonna be there.
1: Call me foolish, or as they call insanity, oh. right? <laughs> call call me all of that. Hey,
0: oh, oh, hey for most sports fans, uh, fit, in, fit in that category, right?
1: That's it. That's it. Call me all of that. Look look at, hey, this. Be, look be, at be it. Look at it. Look
0: at it. Yeah, being a fan uh, of any team. I don't care what team it is. Even even the most successful teams, being a fan of them, is, is a painful experience. You're you right. Yeah, Some you're teams right, are more man. than others. Uh, we're, we're the others.
1: <laughs> <laughs> call me <laughs> foolish. Call me silly. And if you listen to us on audio only, I'm sitting here dressed up in burgundy and stuff. Got all my watching stuff on, and yet here I am. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm irritated by it. Because and because, I'm, because still, you're I'm still here,
0: you're, you're damn right. right, All all of our griping is because we care. You right, right.
1: And I'm gonna roll up, and I'm gonna roll up here on Sunday. <laughs> probably not feeling good, coming off of New Year's Eve, sitting here watching Uh-oh. this. Uh-oh. When I'm already rated, my 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 expectations are four, but I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up. Well, just well, to sit there have, so,
0: with a the hangover. You're gonna have a hangover, probably, probably
1: with a hangover, and I'm gonna sit there at the bar <laughs> so I can complain how scott turner is calling this game and how cars <laughs> is holding on to the damn ball so yeah, i'm gonna be right there on sunday doing the same stuff i ever do
0: let, let's hope that you know i've I've done a lot of complaining from from jason Wright comments that we already covered today to a lot of the player moves of bringing in Wentz and and other things throughout the year uh, I, I i had about five or six seven weeks where i was happy right Yep. We had our little winning streak going on outside of that. I've been, a, I've been a grumpy fan all year long, but, uh, against Cleveland, that's the first game that's, that's, that's turning the page. And maybe it'll be a start of a little bit of positivity for 2023. C- could it happen? Ridge, man, come on, man. See, see, Reg, Reg still has a 2022, not positive attitude, but I, but I, I can, I feel it. I understand it. And anybody who's listening to this podcast, even if you're a diehard, knucklehead, burgundy and gold Commanders fan like we are, it, it, it's it's the highs and lows of being the fan. And and right now we got a little bit of a, a struggle on the low. We're trying to get it back up. I'm going to try and talk my man, man Reggie, to be <laughs> to, to be the positive, jolly fan when we're at the bar on uh, on uh, Sunday. I might have to start off with a shot. Uh, get get him That's a good. shot to get him get him started.
1: I don't know. And, uh, coming off of Saturday, I might not need a shot.
0: I, I know you that, that that shot might might uh, unleash an ugliness if we start <laughs> playing
1: back. And I'll be like, man, get that away from me. I don't want to smell it.
0: <laughs> but uh, it's so, all good. It's all good. But but, but
1: but with that though, coming off of Saturday is what I was getting at here. Sunday would be New Year's Day. So but the next time you guys hear from us it will actually be officially 2023. So so for all the fans and all the listeners, we appreciate all the support um, that, that you guys have shown us in the year 2022 for this season and just coming back and giving us a reason to keep coming here, getting in front of this mic and complaining about our team. And <laughs> uh, and if nothing else, just we want to just wish everybody a happy new year. Be safe. Whatever you do, wherever you go. Um Inevitably, tragedy always happens to someone on on New Year's, man, because it's just life. So, hopefully, there's no one of our fans. So, I'm gonna say for everybody to be safe, safe travels, be safe, what you do, and wish everybody a new, happy, and a prosperous New Year in 2023.
0: Absolutely, I, I can't uh, can't disagree with anything you said. Don't drink and drive. Get a designated drive. Get Uber. Get Lyft. Get a friend. Ah, uh, let's all get home and be ready to watch the game on Sunday. Watch it together. We'll 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 celebrate together. We'll cry together. We'll we'll gripe together. We'll we'll cheer together. Uh, but but I hope everybody's there with us uh, throughout twenty twenty three. So uh, that's it. In, in, until our next podcast. Peace, peace out, out. Heads. Peace
1: out, y'all.